Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, we are going to dive in to an episode full of your questions. I put up on my Instagram a place for you guys to submit and we got a slew of them. So I'm bringing on my producer and best friend Jackie to co-host with me on this episode. Sit back, grab a drink. We're going to answer all of your questions. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Everybody, please welcome back Miss Jackie to FML Talk. I'm back! Um, If you guys are on the subscription, you've heard a couple minis that Jackie's done with me. But if you haven't, then I think you've only done one big solo episode with me. Um, I think I've done two. It's called The Best of FML Season Oh, that's right. One. The uncut one. And then the love bombing episode. Thanks for acknowledging all of my work and effort. (laughs) Um, Jackie is the reason this show functions in the first place. So happy to have you back. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, And we're going to go through some fucking questions, guys. There's a very big variety. I have a bowl of orange sticky notes. Big bowl. Um, And you're just going to pull them. We're not going to know what's coming in what order and what they could possibly fucking be, which always gives me a lot of anxiety. But here we go. Number one. Question number one. If you can even read the writing. Oh, of course. (laughs) Have you ever had a narcissistic friend and how... You wrote this wrong. What? And how did with it? Oh, how did you deal with it? How did you deal with it? Ugh. I, I'm sure I have in the past, but like I can't remember the specific person because I just, I'm really good at cutting people out of my life when they don't serve me and the friendship and vibrate on my level and are toxic. I have a very small core group of friends because of that. Yes. I just like... Especially Cut if you get out, done. Like I don't. As you get just, older too, it's well, like, I, and it's not just to say like I cut everybody out. It's just like I don't tolerate a lot because I've seen a lot and I've dealt with a lot. That like after a certain point, you're just exhausted and you're like, I'm not dealing with you. Yeah, you're like, not. You see you're the not signs, you see the red flags, and you're like, you're done. Exit. You, you did have one specific person. <laughs> I do, but I don't know if it was necessarily narcissism or narcissistic. It had a lot of the same tendencies, right. but like. 
it was clearly a personality disorder. It just, I don't want to like classify it as narcissistic because. Yeah. But that person had elements of narcissism. Like the gaslighting was very, I mean, I remember you would call me and be like, this is what was said. And I was like, that's the most manipulative thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, so it was a, a close friend. It was my best friend actually for the, since I've been in LA for the, I mean, she's gone now. She moved away, but, um, there was a lot of gaslighting where she had a tendency to make, want to make me feel like I was stupid. Like no matter what I said or what idea I had or what, like, I wanted to do it was always like uh no like you're so like so stupid that makes no sense why would you do or she would like laugh laugh at me for even suggesting like there was a lot of that which is so fucked up um there was a lot of like warped perception of like like Gabrielle said I think the way it ended was she had called me she was having some sort of issue and she had called me to talk through it with me but I was going into the theater like I was literally we had literally just parked walking into the theater to see like a stage play and I talked to her on the phone I said hey I'd really like to talk about this with you but I'm literally walking into a theater like I can't right now Mm -hmm. and she was like no but I really need to talk about it right now I was like I understand and I would like to but I, I physically cannot and she like hung up on me and then we went to see the first act and then in an intermission I went to the bathroom and checked my phone and I had essay after essay after essay after I essay vividly of a text remember message this. <laughs> that started accusing me of all of these things that I never said, never did, never believed. Like and then at the end of it she was just like, I just don't think we should we should be friends anymore. And I was like, Okay. I didn't respond. I didn't say any I just like left it alone. Yeah. And I walked out like, what the f- fuck just happened i don't even want to explain myself because right. i have nothing to explain like it didn't do anything well and i think when you deal with toxic people it's you give them a chance to like show their true colors and then when they do fucking believe them like believe them and dismiss yourself yeah okay question two you encouraged me to take the leap and go travel how much money did you take yay go travel girl um I took $5,000 on, well, no, I did the whole trip for $5,000 and that included my plane ticket, which was like, I want to say around eleven or 1200 because I bought it so late. Um, and I took the rest of the five grand, which I had sold my wedding ring to get um, and did did the Europe trip. I mean, that was also saying, you know, like I stayed, a couple of the accommodations I stayed at were free. Um, the place in Amsterdam and the, uh, the last stop in San Vito, um, I didn't pay for, but it's, it's very possible to do Europe on a budget. Um, when I did my solo trip to Asia, I spent way less cause it's so cheap. Um, and I think what's the, I don't know what number it is, but the solo episode that we did, we talk all about the details of like travel and paying for it and all the solo stuff. It's called fucking solo travel. Yeah. So go listen to that one. (laughs) All right. Question number three. My girlfriend cheated and now she wants to get back together. Help. I love when we have questions from guys. Not like watching a dog on a timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And okay, this is this is a situational, you know, it depends on the situation. 
if someone, like I said before in the when you were answering that question, if someone shows you their true colors, believe them. Um, and if someone's going to say, you know, I'm sorry, I want another chance. Let's get back together, whatever. They can say and do that all they want. But an apology doesn't mean shit if they don't put the work in and support it with action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if they're going to say, I want to get back together, but aren't going to do the work, go to therapy, start like taking accountability for their actions and how they made you feel, I would say that that's a big no. If they are willing to do that, then, you know, I'm here for second chances if the if the situation calls for it. Here's my two cents. I've been cheated on multiple times. How many times has she cheated on you? Right. I think that plays a big factor because once, okay, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe if she shows you she's willing to take action, cool, try, but like twice. Oh, well, no. Three times. No. That's not no longer a mistake. That's a habit. Yeah. That's a behavior. That's we walk away. So I think if you if you're in doubt, just be like, is this a is this a mistake like a like a just a thing that happened or is this an actual behavior? Right. Okay. Next question. Are you ready, Gabrielle? I, I love, don't know why I'm I love doing this your weird I love your announcer voice. <laughs> <laughs> You've been bamboozled. Okay. <laughs> How can I stop repeating toxic cycles in relationships? Mm, that's a good one. I would first say to identify those toxic habits and be clear on what they are and if you know what they are you know you should be able to be like okay these are the patterns these are where they stem from figuring out where they stem from is a really important piece of this puzzle because when you can figure out where they're coming from you can then focus on that place to start healing so that you can stop repeating those patterns in future relationships but I mean Girl, once you've like identified them and you're working on healing them, like post that shit on your mirror and be like, these are the fucking habits that I will not repeat. Yeah. And then be really clear. It doesn't matter how good looking they are. It doesn't matter how, you know, charming they are, how suave they are, how toxic they are. Like stay true to what you commit to yourself and don't fucking keep keep repeating them. Well, but also as an experiment, why don't you try going on a date with somebody that's the opposite? Yeah, of what you're used to love that, with. and see what happens. It might just be friendship. It might not. You might learn some things, but like you, you don't just change bad habits. You have to replace them. Yes, dropping truth so, on FML talk right there. I mean, so if you are noticing a bad, you know, streak of like going out with the wrong men, go out with the right men, which is maybe the opposite of what you think is right for you, and. See what that does. More often than not, the right guys come wrapped in all the wrong packaging. So be open to uh, going against the grain and against your type. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, 
and desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Great. What number question is this? A four. I think we're on four. I thought that was four. No, this I think is this is number four. 72. <laughs> How long did it take you to truly feel self-love? Uh, so long. <laughs> um, I think that people have a misconception on what self-love is, that it's just this like mythical feeling that one day you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I've arrived. I love myself. And... What, That's do you, what I say to myself every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to think that too. And every time I tried to accomplish that, I felt fucking crazy. And it was like banging my head against a wall because I was never accomplishing this feeling. When I realized that self-love isn't a feeling to have, it's an action to do and continuously show up for yourself, a la the self-love cocktail, um, and something that you can control and continuously pour back into yourself, that is self-love. Because I mean, if you think about it, if you're in a relationship with, you know, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, mother, daughter, brother, sister, any type of relationship dynamic, you're when you want to show that person love and make them feel love, you do things for them, acts that make them feel loved. So when you're talking about self-love, why would you not do that for yourself? But how long did it take you? So people will read a little bit about this in the second book and how the self-love cocktail was really born. Um, probably consistently showing up and doing the work and by the work, I mean acts of self-love and mixed with, you know, my therapy and stuff, um, probably a solid five, six months. Um, and that was pulling myself out of one of the worst depressions I've ever been in. So I think now it's more of like a maintaining thing. Like if I ever... I do things for myself every day that, that are part of my self-love cocktail. But if there's ever a day or a, a week where I really dip down and I need to like kind of give myself an extra boost, um, then I add stuff to that and I focus on it more. Just to give you a range of spectrum, it took her five months, took me six years. Right. So it's different for everybody. It's just a matter of how consistent you can be. Yeah. And healing isn't linear. Sometimes you'll be like, I'm fucking the greatest on my self-love journey one month. And the next month you're like, I'm horrible and in the dumps and like wh what happened? You know, and that's okay. It'll always go back up. All right. Next question. Number 1,700. It's five. We're number five. <laughs> okay. What are some of your five-year goals? Oh, fun. Ooh. Um, well... I will will definitely have released my second book by then um, and sooner rather than later for everyone that just went, oh my God, if she makes us wait four years, I'll kill her. Um, I would love to see Eat, Pray, FML on the, the screen in some way in a different medium. That's definitely on the five-year plan. And I think, you know, I mean, yeah, kids are, are on that that range of of years yeah at some point for me what about you 
I just want to be the next J-Lo. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, there's truth to that. Um, um, I, I want to be doing what I love with the people I love. Yeah. And I would like to write my own book. I would like to produce TV and film on like Netflix, networks that I've written, that I've created. Um, I would like to act more. I don't know. I just, I feel like I've always wanted to pursue a career in entertainment. And mm-hmm. I feel like up till now, I've had snippets of it, but I've never built anything of my own. Right. And I think that I, in the next five years, would like to have some sort of empire that I've created and I've built that I'm literally waking up in the morning and saying, what do I want to do today? Oh, this. And I'm actually able to. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Speak that into the universe. I love that. Oh, speaking of, I did a vision board in January and I crossed off out of 12 goals. I've crossed off six. Yes. There's so a section in book two where I talk about vision boarding and I'm like, look, if ever, anyone reading this just rolled their eyes, don't fucking knock it till you try it. That shit works. Because there's does, a lot of things that I put on that fucking vision board in the beginning of 2019 that are in my life currently. There you go. Ready for the next one. How do you work through your triggers? Oh, triggers. Um, so if you are not part of the subscription, um, Tay and I did a whole mini episode on triggers and how we deal with them, how we work through them with our partners. Um, and it's really good. So if you're not signed up for that, go do that on what's the link? Patreon.com slash FML talk. That is Patreon.com slash FML talk. I love having you here. Um, And, but triggers, like, so the first biggest thing you need to do is not only identify them, but then communicate what they are to the people that are in your life that care about you. There is no way that you can exist in a healthy relationship if you don't communicate what your triggers are to your partner because they are not fucking mind readers and won't know how to help you handle them. Yeah. And, you know, it's triggers when they come up. The biggest thing you can do is communicate around them instead of like, you know, shutting down and retreating and walking away or starting a fight is to be like, look, I'm being triggered right now. This is what happened and it's making me feel A, B and C. Um, Can we talk through it? Like communication is the biggest fucking thing on on this planet to get through things. I mean, I'm still pretty bad at that because when I'm triggered, I go on full on flight or fight or flight mode. Yeah. And it's usually flight. Yeah. Just because fight has gotten me so much trouble over the years that yeah. now I just run. And my boyfriends are, are always like, are you going to talk to me? I'm sitting right here. Let's talk. Right. Are you ready to talk? Okay, I'll wait. Are, are we ready to talk now? Like he's really good at like bringing back in let's talk about this and yeah. so that I can understand. And then we work through it that way. It's always very painful for me because I don't know how to manage my triggers and anxiety internally, mm-hmm. but he's really good at being patient and like it, it, it goes back to just talk. Yeah. Communicate. Yep. Biggest thing you can do in any relationship, especially when you're dealing with triggers. Yep. Okay. Next question. I really like this one. How to keep faith that your person will come one day. Ah, yeah, I hear that a lot from people in uh, in my DMs will be like, I just feel like it's never going to happen for me. I just feel like, 
you know, I keep dating these toxic men and blah, blah, blah. So the first thing you need to do, and we've talked about this on a lot of episodes, is figure out what your unhealed shit is and fix it. Because otherwise you're going to continuously attract people that are mirroring that to you that is not going to be what you want. Um, Once you've done that and you're really consistently showing up for yourself and doing the inner work and, you know, loving yourself and really putting yourself first – then you want to like let go and really I'm a big believer in telling the universe what the fuck you want back to vision boarding um putting it out there being like this is what I'm looking for in a partner this is like my you know this is what I want to attract into my life and being very clear on that and then letting it go and letting it come to you because the moment you stop looking is when the energy is going to open up for that person to move into your life. Well, and I think I want to share something that I learned in acting school, which I think correlates. And this is like opposite of what society will tell you because society just wants you to do all the things and get all the things and be all the things, right? But like it is physically impossible, no matter how what you think about this, to multitask. Your brain doesn't function that way. You put your focus on one thing, you shift it to another, and you could be doing two things at the same time, but you're never doing both. Your brain is not, you're, you're flip-flopping one, two, one, two, one, two at the same time. So that goes into like all the energy you put is where your focus is, right? If you're putting your focus onto finding the one, finding the one, finding the one, you're putting your focus externally, And it may never come for you because you're always going to be searching, right? The key there is like, I'm looking for, I'm trying to find, I'm in search of, which is the action that you're taking is you're constantly going to be in search of because that's what your focus is on. If you put your focus internally of like, let me focus on myself. What are things that I can do, actions that I can take to better myself, to make me feel happier, to make me feel more self-love, you're putting your focus on you and things will be attracted to you. Yes. Right. So don't put your focus like just think of the the, the verb. Right? right. Well, that goes back to like the I am principles instead of saying, you know, I need money or I want money. You state I am money. Yeah. I am abundant. So if you're doing it for a relationship, it's not like, God, I really wish that da 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 or I really want a relationship that da 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 da. It's I am in a relationship that is ha- happy and healthy and totally fulfilling. By saying you want, you will eternally always want and never have. Boom. Make sense? Yes. So much sense. Okay. <laughs> Ready? <clears throat> oh, a throat clear and all. It's <laughs> a really long one, and you're not going to like these names. <laughs> oh, great. Have you gotten any pushback from Javier or Daniel since the book and podcast were released? <sighs> I have two cents of that. Um, okay, so first of all, for as far as Daniel, go ahead and go back to episode three and four of FML Talk and all of that ridiculous pushback and nonsense are uh, included there. Um, Javier, I've talked a lot, a little bit less about. Um, the first book, he was very supportive and very gracious and signed everything I needed to have and really supported me and I greatly appreciated that and always will as did his family um the second book not so much I think we'll eventually um I'll eventually dive into that maybe on the uh subscription page but it uh 
yeah, it was it was pretty heavy and eye opening having that conversation um, and seeing how much has uh, changed over the last two years. And I think a lot of that actually had to do with the podcast, which shocked me. Mm, I have my opinions. Okay. Do you want to hear them or will it get me into trouble? I don't know. You More can... so it might get you into trouble because. Well, let's tread lightly <laughs> about not wanting to air everything no, out I'm right now. But opinions are always, out, always But I welcome. do have opinions. Yes. I think that a lot of the, the um, backlash you got from your exes were for two factors. One is that they're finally like looking at the events that occurred realized the part that they played in it can't handle the part they played in it and therefore turn it around and make it your fault. That's what I feel like is happening in both instances, one more graciously than the other. Right. Um, but I think it's their inability to accept their own actions because it's so much easier to blame the other person. The second thing that I think is happening is that they didn't realize the magnitude of what the book would one day become. Right. And now that's a disbelief in you and, and you didn't really believe in your product and not product, but like your, your, um, what you were putting out to the world. And now that they see that it's actually going somewhere and it's helping people and it's helping more people than they thought it would, now they're freaking out. But that's, they're freaking out because they didn't have faith in you to start. Well, I think that we have to separate Daniel from Javier no, because I, obviously, but both I, situations are vastly I, I'm, different. I'm, I'm um, just speaking in a general sense. No, and speaking I, to one or the other. No, I know. And I agree with a lot of the things that you said as far as um, I don't think you know, they necessarily realized that it was going to be a thing um, and the repercussions of that thing necessarily. Um, And look, I have done my absolute best to protect everyone's privacy. I have never mentioned either of them publicly. Um, I have never confirmed or denied who people are publicly. Um, You take things a lot more graciously than I do because when these things started happening, I was like, who are we going to beat up? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's going to get a knock on their door? Who am I like house call right, right now? Like, right. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is that I just try and live my life standing in integrity and speaking my truth. And, you know, I know how many people this book and this podcast have reached and helped heal. And for me, that takes precedence over what people might feel on the other end and think. And I I know that if I'm doing everything in line with, you know, my intention and that my heart's in the right place, that unfortunately you're always going to be the villain in someone else's story if they make you that way. But you know what? Sometimes the villain has more fun, so that's... (laughs) She says with an evil laugh. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. (laughs) What's the dumbest thing you and Tay have fought about? (laughs) We honestly don't fight a lot and I know that's a really boring answer we do I mean it's actually alarming right that we that you don't I I know um no I mean we do but it's very few and far between um and you'll read some of the uh the things in book two 
what our earlier fights were about. Um, and that was because we were both moving through a lot of trauma and healing. Um, but the dumbest thing <laughs> actually happened like probably two months ago and we were laying in bed, binge watching a show and I was laying on his lap and he was like, you know, petting and tickling my body because I, I'm like a cat and like can't lay there without someone petting me. Um, and he touched like my armpit area and it tickled me and I like kind of like jerked him off. Oh my God, that sounded so bad. That's not what I meant. I like... No, jerk is the right word. No, I know, you but that really... sexualize No, it. I know, but it sounded... Okay, great. Now I'm... Okay. <laughs> can't even backpedal at this point um own your jerking i shoot i shook him off like on my arm no you jerked him off um and then i and then i didn't say anything like that tickled me and you know and then he did it again not realizing that you know he because he wasn't paying attention he was watching tv and then he touched me there again and it tickled and i don't it's not tickles not happy for me tickles like i want to punch you in your face um and so i i did it again and i can't even think of a word what is that push push shove push shove i pushed him up again and he was like you know we started kind of like getting snippy with each other and it ended up being this big thing and i like got up and left the room and walked into the living room and he eventually came out and he's like dude what the what the fuck are we fighting about right now <laughs> i was like i don't know i just didn't like being tickled it was so dumb um but we really, we few, fight few and far between. And it's usually a lot more substantial about things that actually matter. Great. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no more jerking. Okay. <laughs> Who is the biggest celeb in your phone contacts? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, well, there's my mom who's written as D. Wallace. And people always will look through my phone, you know, and pull up someone and They'll be like, why is your mom in your phone under D. Wallace? My mom's under her name. Yeah, right? I mean, it's a name. It's a name. Um, and when I normally when she calls me, I'll pick up and say, hi, D. Wallace. <laughs> and she'll laugh and say, hi, Gabrielle. Um, I don't know. And then there's Jana Kramer, um, Tori Spelling. Um, those are the, the two that come to mind mm. thus, thus far, unless I was to sit down and go through my phone. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question, though. Mm-hmm. Is that do you have any in your phone? I have one, but he's dead now. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't want to get into it. What? Who he was, is he? He's a celebrity on Glee. Oh, and he's no longer around. Mm. Um, but that was the biggest one in my. Was it? Was it like a dating thing or just like a professional networking contact? I went on one date with him. <gasps> oh, wow. That's I, really interesting. Yeah, I don't want to like yeah, yeah. say anything more. Was it not a good date though? <laughs> it was, I mean, the way that the his life played out like a year later was not so much in his favor. Mm. And he took his own life. Mm. So the date was all right. It was a little strange, but, you know, this is Los Angeles. Right, Get right. a lot of that. But I I feel kind of sad because... Well, sure. But that's the biggest one in my contact. Wow, that was a really interesting turn of events. I was I've lived a life that. you don't know about, Gabrielle. You've lived like 11 lives. You're like a fucking cat. Okay, next question. <laughs> um... 
how do you deal with the surge when it comes do you ever really deal with the surge well there's ways i mean in the moment it's usually so fucking abrupt and brutal that you can't be like wait let's take a step back and you know do the steps so for those of you that haven't read eat pray have a melon don't know what the surge is um it's that feeling you get when something happens where you're like heart drops out of your ass like when you get called to the principal's office or you know find out your husband's banging a 19 year old one of those situations that we we deal with in life and um it's it's, I don't even like talking about it because it's like the worst sense memory feeling and we all know it so fucking well but for me what I try and do is first of all recognize the fact that it's there and tell my brain okay you're having a physical response to what we just heard and then I step back and try to do a thought onion around it because it's when you can figure out where that surge is coming from and why you're having that reaction, that's when the thought onion works its fucking magic. The worst is when you don't know why the surge is coming. Oh, it's terrible. I get so many like premonition surges. Like intuition surges. Like, I'm just like, I feel awful. Why? 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 Frantic? Yeah. Why? What's happening? And then usually a day later... I'm like looking at the news or I get a text and I'm like, oh. I get those too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're like surges, but sometimes it's like anxiety that's excitement and I'll be like really stressed out for a week and not know why and be like, I just have such bad anxiety. But it's really my intuition being like something really big is coming. And then the next week, like something huge happens in my life. Yeah. The worst, I get dreams that are not dreams. (laughs) Like I get a lot of like, very literal like scenarios that mm-hmm. happen like a year later two years later i'm like i've been here i've done this right i know this you know interesting otherwise i don't remember my dreams <laughs> oh that's weird i'm learning so much in this episode about the inner workings of your brain <laughs> <laughs> okay um is 30 too old to solo? Get the fuck out. Is what, to 30 solo too travel? old to solo travel? No. That's, what? Okay, first of Go. all. Go. No, stop, stop listening. Turn this off. Buy a ticket and <laughs> Get go. on the plane. Um, so first of all, I did my second solo trip when I went to Asia um, when I was 31. I turned 31 on that trip. Um, and like, look, you'll always go to hostels and like the main group will be younger, but you'll find, you know, people in their 20, late 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s. Like you can fucking solo travel until the day you die. 30 isn't too old for anything. Correct. Everything still works. Correct. Like, I'm, I'm learning how to um, aerial dance. I love that. I'm 31. Yeah. Always, always time to do new things. You know, what's so funny is that... Um, I write in the book a lot about, you know, when I was, which now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But when I was on that Europe trip and I was meeting all these younger people and I was like, God, I'm so fucking old. And obviously like 28 is not old, but when you're fresh out of a divorce and you're like, oh my God, you know, everyone around me is 21 to 23, you you feel it. Um, And it's so funny because the only people that have ever been triggered by reading that are younger people. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like the the girl we talked about on the forgiveness episode who dm'd me um like she was 24 and she was offended that i was making comments about how old i was long dramatic young people pause. don't know shit y'all <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all the young people no, you guys know things look, but like, i mean also you don't know things <laughs> i thought i knew fucking everything when i was in my younger 20s and then you know but you know people looking back now people I'm like, oh. nowadays learn a lot faster 
Yeah, and everybody's different. You know, like there's some fucking in their early 20s that are like the smartest people on the planet. And there's some people that are 50 and still haven't learned the fucking lessons. Like it's dependent on the situation and the person. Yeah. All right. Next one. How does it feel knowing so many hate Javier? I think hate is a strong word. Oh, if that makes you don't know him, so you can't hate. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, um, I wrote that book when I was still very much in love with him. So I did my damnedest to write from a place of truth and honesty, obviously, and what I was dealing with, but to humanize him and protect him. so I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there are people that have very strong feelings about him. Um, but I know a lot of people have also really identified with him and his his grieving journey. Well, he, so I think it's I don't know if I'm going to out myself. I haven't read the book until now, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. But I'm reading the book <laughs> and I mean, knowing him, I don't know him obviously as extensively as Gabrielle, but knowing him and reading the book, it's clear to me that like this is like the way you wrote him, even if I didn't know him and even if I was just like solely citing on your side, I still wouldn't be like, I hate this man. Because in all actuality, yes, what he did was mean and unfortunate and the timing of it was very very poor but like this is also a human being that was going through a bunch of shit himself he didn't understand it he was confused and I get that reading it off the page um so to say that you hate somebody because they they didn't know what they were doing and how to handle their own traumas is like really harsh I think a better way to word it is the fact that people what what reading about Javier and the story and his journey that triggers something in people reading that have been through something similar or you know have dealt with someone that had similar tendencies in the relationships yeah but see this was okay when um, Lee went on the live and people were saying, how do you know the difference between a sociopath and a narcissist? It's the same thing. Like just because somebody has tendencies doesn't make them an awful person. Of course. I think good and bad is a matter of pers- perspective. Whereas if a personality disorder is science, right? right? right. So if you have tendencies that feed towards narcissism or feed towards like um, border personality or feeds towards bipolar like that doesn't make you a bad person of course not what and makes neither you a does bad person those is diagnosis what makes you a bad person is when you cross the line of ethics and morality and you're saying i am cognizant that i'm going to do harm to somebody and i'm going to do it on purpose just because you know, it, it gets me off. Like right. with no that, remorse. That with no remorse. Yeah. Like that's not a tendency. That's an ill intention. And yeah. you're in charge of your own intentions. Narcissism and things like that, you might not they might not even realize that they're doing it. Like Lee said he didn't even realize he was a narcissist at right, first. Right. He didn't know that those were those things were out of his control until he was able to pinpoint them and go to therapy and and work on them. But like the difference between a good person and a bad person is 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 the person doing something that they want to harm others just for the sake of harming them you know like right. 
I don't think Javier was doing that. Oh, no, I don't either in any capacity. Um, And, you know, it's it's so different after, you know, when once people read the second book, I'm sure it'll give them a different perspective on all of this as well. Um, But I never wrote that book with the intention to bash or make anyone look bad, including my ex-husband. Like it was these are the husband's a sociopath. Well, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Um, but like, I never wrote anything with that intention. The intention was, this is my story. These are the facts. This is what happened. And this is how I dealt with it and felt about it. Um, like when Javier read the book, I, I straight up asked him, I was like, is there anything that you read that, you know, you were like, uh, is this, this isn't how it happened or this isn't how I perceived it. And he was like, no, every conversation, everything that you relate is exactly how it happened. And it was wild to read it from your experience. Yeah. Okay, moving on. All right. <laughs> Advice for a girl wanting to take a solo Europe trip. A lot of people want to know about solo travel. Yeah. I think we need to refer them back to episode seven. I don't know. Five? It's called Fuck Solo Travel. So fuck go back. Solo, fucking and, Solo Travel. And Check go. It out. That's got all the stuff in it. But advice, go. Like book Just the go. ticket. You're going to be, you're going to panic right before you go and then the second you get on the plane it'll be like freedom and epicness stay at hostels meet cool people like go fully immersed into the solo travel experience and pick somewhere that's known for solo travel like Europe and Asia are really great for backpacking solo travel like first time get your feet wet style okay we've got three more I'm gonna make this really epic Oh, God. I'm excited. <clears throat> Remember when I used to do that with the book? Yeah. I used to do dramatic Dramatic reads. readings. <laughs> okay, here's my dramatic read. <clears throat> How did you manage to stop thinking about what you could have been with Javier and move on? Um, I hate to keep saying, like, well, book two, but guys, book two. Um, I think when people are trying to get over someone and there's so much you know when especially if it gets ripped out from you in a love bombing sort of way and you're left at the in somewhere in the honeymoon stage and you haven't really felt um that it's like played out or you've gotten what it what it was supposed to be and what could have been um you have to start looking at the facts of the situation and stop looking through the love goggles because for me, getting over things came when those goggles finally came off and when I took the actions that I was seeing at face value. And for me, I it kept being like, you know, I never got closure and blah, 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 blah. And it kept coming back to like the whole closure scenario that, you know, you and I talked about in, in real lifetime um, when things were playing out. And it's it finally registered for me that the disrespect is the closure you don't need to go seek it out the disrespect the things that are being shown to you at face value the facts of the situation you not getting treated how you deserve is the fucking closure So stop being in your head thinking, oh, but what if I could change them? Oh, what if they wake up and like figure their shit out one day? It, it, it's not, (laughs) it's not a thing. So bury whatever, you know, what could have been thoughts come up and, and look at them and be like, okay, 
this is not where we're going. I don't think getting over someone like that is the hard part. I think the hard part is from a person that gaslights you and a person that makes you feel crazy all the time. After you've gotten rid of them, the hard part is how do you differentiate between a fact and an opinion? Because if you're used to all the time being like, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. How do you know that your thought of like, oh, this is a bad sign is actually a legitimate thought or or is it something that you're trying to convince yourself because you're crazy? Like that's right. the hard part. Okay, wait, like, but let's take a step back because the question was centered around Javier and I don't, do you think that I was being gaslit? Um, sometimes. Oh, really? Okay. Sometimes. Interesting. Mm, okay. Very subtly, but... Right, right. And I don't think it was during the book. I think it was later. Well, no, it would be book two. Yeah. I know what you're talking about from yeah. the whole restaurant situation and like that time. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it was like blatant. Yeah. I think it was just like... And for me, maybe this is still me defending him. I don't know. But like I, ne- I don't ever think that it was like intentional or with with malice. No, I think I think what it is is that like the person he showed he showed you recently has been the person he's always been, right? Mm. But you weren't able to see it, right? Because, because of the you love were goggles. convinced. <laughs> the, but the love goggles—the only reason you had love goggles—it wasn't because you were still like Google Gaga over him after a year or whatever after the the situation. Mm-hmm. It was because. He manipulated you in a way, maybe unknowingly, that you weren't able to differentiate. Right. Because the, the behavior hasn't changed. Right. So even after you were you stopped being in love with him, you guys were still friends, but you didn't see him, still didn't see him the yeah. way that you see him now. Because, right. Because there was some element of like, is this in my head or is this not? That's is this true. really him or is it not? Is it because he's feeling some way or is it because I'm feeling some way? What's the... What's the truth of what's it? The what's the facts of it? Right. Whether it was conscious or not, I think the only reason you had the goggles on for so long wasn't because of love. It was because you were trained. Mm. That's interesting. That's it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of validity in a lot of those statements. Um, and it's... It's such a complicated, my specific situation is such a complicated one. Um, But I also think that if you're trying to get over someone in any capacity, no contact is the biggest thing you can do for yourself. Like stop looking at their social media, you know, don't have any contact with them and really like cut the fucking cord. That's my best advice. Great. Let's switch the topic to a lighter note. Top three bucket list items. Yeah. Um, so my biggest one is to live abroad for a year. That's that's my top bucket list item. Um, and I want to do it sooner rather than later. Like not when I'm retired in my 60s. Like trying to do it in my 30s. Hopefully. I don't know my other two. So. You, what? you give me one. I don't have a top three. I just have like, I know that's on my bucket list. You don't have any others on your list? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to like direct a really powerful feature film, but I mean, I want to do a bunch of those. So is that really like a bucket list item? Have you done it yet? No, not a feature. Can you die without doing it? I mean, I 
can, but it probably won't. I, I mean, have you met me? Do you know, like, I how refuse much to die I <laughs> unless I've cl- clicked all the bucket list. I will live to 120. Okay, if so I then have you've to. thought about this more extensively than I have. What are of your course. other bucket list items? Okay, so I want to take a hot air balloon ride. <laughs> oh my God, your face is so funny right now. She's like, yeah, let me list you my 52 things. <laughs> um, I want to go to Cuba. Mm. And I want to see a project that I've created. All the way through to fruition mm-hmm. in the capacity that I expect it to be. Right. See, I have a lot of those things too. Like, I just, I don't look at them as bucket list items. I look at them like they're on my to-do list, like in the near future. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And I'm like pushing to put those in motion already. So maybe they don't, I don't look at them. I as, guess the, but I the, guess they for would a bucket be. list, it's like how negotiable Right. And if it's they're non-negotiable, I would put it on a bucket list. I would really love to pay my mom's house off one day. That would be a huge bucket list item for me. Like before she's too old to realize that I've done it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that for her mom. And it was like one of the best things that she's done in her life. And I would really love to return the favor because she's done so fucking much for me over my 32 years. Great. Shout out. Shout out to Mama Wallace. Shout out, (laughs) D. Shout out to D. D helped me make a really hard decision like a few months ago yeah okay all of my friends are really lucky because when they're like I'm so fucked up and like I have a big problem and like I need help I'm like okay well my mom's normally her healing sessions are like 350 for you know an hour and my friends I'm like just can you talk to so-and-so mom and she's like yes (laughs) (laughs) family therapist over here all right last one this is the very last one bum 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 are you ready Is it tough for Tay that your work includes a lot about talking about your exes? So we talked about this briefly on the episode that he did, but we're going to On be... the minis. Yeah, he's Should on... Should we announce the minis the next season right now? I don't know. I mean, I don't know when this is going to air, but yeah, this sure. This is going to air... Um, Before that season, so July yeah. July 7th. You don't know that. Yes, I do. This is the last one on my list to edit before I leave oh, town. Okay, well, fine. Um, yeah, so the next season, so the first season we did on the mini bo- uh, bonus episodes that are all uncut um, was re- the FML's Guide to Relationships. So we talked about all the things. We went sort of in order of like being single to getting married. So there's 12 episodes of that. We're still making our way through. If you're not signed up, Fucking do it. I mean, there was like fuck boys, dating apps, losing how we both lost virginity, our virginity. Everything. Um, Everything's on there. We're still we're still making our way through. But then next episode. The or next, next season, season after that, after the 12 that we when of the dating ones, we are going to have 12 episodes of Tea Time with Tay. Tea Time with Tay. I love saying it every time I say it. It's like rolls off the tongue. Where Gabrielle and Tay sit down for 12 episodes and talk you through all of the shit we do an episode on triggers we do an episode on uh addiction we do an episode on what qualities are non-negotiable in a relationship like and it's really been interesting we've recorded a a handful of them so far getting a male's perspective on shit not just a male's perspective but tay's perspective right like a good male (laughs) he's he's got a very interesting outlook And for those of you that don't know Tay, you know, well, which is the majority of people listening to this, I guess, but a lot of you get a good sense from my Instagram and stuff and 
from having him on the first podcast, but he's really just a good human. I don't think I know anyone that's met Tay and doesn't instantly love him. Like he's just a good fucking human. Yeah, so if you're not signed up for that, you're going to want to. It's coming up in the next month or two. Well, especially because after, you know, whenever book two gets released, like the amount of shit I had to cut in this edit is insane. Like an entire character got cut. Who? My my college ex that was popping in and out of my life. Um, but don't worry, all of that will end up, you know. On the minis. On the minis. Patreon.com slash FML talk. Like full on chapters will be read on there. And then we'll also do a director's cut where I'm talking about, you know, the behind the scenes and like the the nitty gritty that I can't say on air. I feel like I personally need a Gabrielle's love life timeline because every time somebody new pops up that I don't know about, you're like, you didn't know about this person? I thought I told you. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no fucking idea where you've been or who you've seen. Dude, my, <laughs> if you had a chart like that, it would be, like, it would look like the fucking outer space stars, like, drawn together. A constellation. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, but back to the question. Um, it's, look, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's fine. It's totally easy. Like, it's great. Like, you know, we're, we, we own a house together and, you know, the walls aren't super thick. So when I'm in my office every fucking day, either recording a podcast episode or doing an interview, I'm talking about my exes almost every day. And if it's not that, then it's someone commenting and asking a question online and like having a conversation with someone about them. Um, so it's it's not easy, especially I think people will get a better insight once they read the second book because it's not like he just knows they're my exes. Like it was very entangled and he they're very real people to him they're not just characters especially Javier um and so it's been really hard for him to walk through the fear that I created um around some of that um but we've done it and I don't think any other man would be capable of dealing with the amount I have to talk about my exes with the grace that Tay does it in. Um, And what he always says, which is like really touching for me, is that it's not the greatest, but he sees how many people have been changed and uplifted and affected by me sharing my story that it far outweighs the uncomfortability that it once caused. My boyfriend refuses to talk about my exes, if anybody cares. A lot of my friends fucking are like, <laughs> no, we don't discuss, we don't that. And I mean... I think I think that's good on some levels, but at the same time, I think it's bad because if you don't air it out, I think you don't know the person, yeah. really. And when Tay and I started dating, he was the first person that read Eat, Pray, FML in its raw, like, unedited form. So he was trying to like woo me and reading a roadmap of these two guys that fucking blew up my life. So he was just like, oh God, I can't do that because she'll think this and I can't do that. Like, I mean, it must have been a big mind fuck to, I mean, he's been through the ringer with me. I think he said it in the episode he was on that he was like, I can't compete with this. Yeah. That was his like quote. Was yeah. Like, I can't fucking compete with this. Yep. I mean, because, you know, when I was going through my healing um, process after Europe, he, you know, we were driving around town seeing fucking billboards and bus stop posters of Javier's face. And it was just like, okay, well, here we go. Strap in. <laughs> yeah. 
all right guys that's that's the last one i got i don't i have numb in this like little glass bowl you gave this me. was fun i i liked this like uncut fucking question vibey episode you know what i want to challenge everybody to submit questions that aren't regularly asked yeah like i love all the questions we got today but i feel like y'all can dig a little deeper this was a good variety i said deeper really weird but for the next (laughs) the next question episode we do let's challenge everybody to like really think of some like what's the most fucked up thing you've ever done like you know what i mean (laughs) oh yeah like fun shit like that that isn't related to you know necessarily book or character stuff yeah love that all right guys all right tell the thing do the thing tell the thing thing. do the thing next week everybody we are bringing on another male dun 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 into the lion's den um i want to a really sweet interview yeah it was really it was really beautiful because he was really nervous um and it ended up being really healing for him he called me after and was like thank you for like pushing me through the fear to do that because i almost didn't come and i feel like i just healed five years just from being able to speak out loud and tell my story um so my friend and actor josh wingate um who you have seen in many television shows and movies like priest and i can't ramble off all the credits right now but he's a very talented actor um will be coming on fml talk to dig in to toxic masculinity and where you know certain behaviors come from and how to let those go and shares his story on how he's really grown from an upbringing that instilled certain things in him and it was really beautiful to watch Jack- Jacqueline's just nodding in agreement <laughs> um, so I am so excited for you guys to meet him next week as always make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode if you are not hanging out with us on the podcast subscription what the fuck are you doing with your life come, get it together come be a part of the Facebook group and hang with us and get all of the uncut mini bonus episodes and 10% off of all of your merch make sure you're keeping up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast for all the fun behind the scenes goodies until next week i hope you guys enjoyed our questions bye cheers welcome to as a woman fertility hormones and beyond I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.